They called us monsters, so monsters we became. We are monsters out of the closet. Lucille Valentine is an up-and-coming podcaster and voice actor with her sights set on diverse and compelling audio dramas. She's here today to talk to us about her audio play, Garden, which was featured in our latest episode of Monsters Out of the Closet. Hi there, Lucy. Hey, Nicole. How are you? Good. I'm so glad we were able to connect and work together these past couple of months. We actually met in person, like IRL, which is kind of unique for some podcast projects. Uh, we met at PodCon, which was really neat. Yeah, um, you were like you were like handing out pamphlets for Monsters Out of the Closet, and I was like, oh, I'm actually already a listener. Which was like the craziest thing. I was like, there's no way anyone in the real world listens to this besides my friends who I begged them to. <laughs> but no, I was like a fan, and I've been like thinking about submitting something for a minute, because, you know, it's like cool to be a part of things yeah and that was like what was so cool about podcon because it was filled with people who were creating things and it was just awesome to see like podcasts being born and kind of incubated at this convention yeah that was something that a lot of the people that i know who are kind of more involved in podcasts were talking about how like so many people who hadn't been who were only there as fans left wanting to create podcasts themselves yeah and I know you're very passionate about podcasts because when we were hanging out at PodCon, you were showing me all these different podcasts that you subscribe to and listen to. Um, what do you think is the element of podcast that brings people, maybe brings you for more? Well, podcasts in general are just kind of very intimate just because you're like putting it in your ear. And it's the kind of thing that you kind of have to pay attention to. Otherwise, it's just like an experience that's lost to you. Because it's like, like with TV or whatever, even if you're not watching it, you can still just have it play in the background or whatever. Mm -hmm. But podcasting, it's like you have to devote the energy to paying attention to it. Right, right. I think part of it is that podcasting isn't really like a money-making venture. So like the people don't really have to deal with like a network or corporations or like anything like that monitoring um, the kind of thing you're putting out and being like, oh no, you've hit your like, you've hit your quota. You've hit your limit for how many like queer characters you can have in this piece of media. Some like so creators have pretty much free reign to do whatever they want, um, which is definitely like another reason I was so drawn to it as a storytelling medium. And then I think I also think that audio storytelling in general just has like a very rich history and tradition. Right, definitely. Like the oral traditions are kind of coming back, right? And uh, what kind of audio dramas do you particularly like? Um. Hold on, let me pull up my phone because I have a whole big list. <laughs> I, sorry. Obviously, I like ones that have good queer representation. Don't we all? That's what we're here for. <laughs> I am a big fan of the podcast Mabel, the podcast The Bright Sessions, uh, Within the Wires, Alice Isn't Dead. Um, there's one that just came out. It's only a few episodes out right now. It's like Kalila Stormfire's Economical Magic Services. Yeah, I just like, like anything else, I'm just really drawn to characters. And there's just, there's so many more. Like, if you don't listen to audio dramas, or if you only listen to a couple, there's like so many out there. And there's so many that have like good queer representation. Is that something that kind of inspired you uh, in your kind of creative process of creating the audio play Garden? Yeah, for sure. It's kind of hard to like pick a point where it's like, yes, this is where they're going to be queer. Because it's like everything I do, the characters are all queer. <laughs> Just because it's like, just because it's all like based off of my experience in that way. 
But um, yeah, there was actually this weird moment where it's like I was writing this alongside with something else that I was considering submitting that I didn't because I ended up focusing more on garden. And like in both of them, they were kind of like, I don't know, like, I don't know what happened. Like someone spit in my coffee or something that day because I had like plans to have them both end like in death of like the main characters. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? This is like everything that I hate about mainstream media and queer representation. So then I was just like, no, this is gonna be like Mm -hmm. a happy end. (laughs) I'm not gonna bury my own gaze. Like what's my problem? Right. Because I mean, like, that's something that I think is the opportunity that a lot of like marginalized creators can take control of the narrative and redefine power, redefine what an ending looks like and redefine what is fair and what is right and what is deserved for these characters, especially when they're mirrors of ourselves. Yeah, for sure. And that was like a really part, like once I kind of ditched the first draft and I was like, no, this is going to be a happy-ish ending. It was like a really good opportunity for me to kind of, it was very cathartic because it's like not only do these characters get to end up together, but they also get like vengeance on the people that have wronged them. I'm, I'm such a sucker for like righteous gay anger. Oh yeah, it's like so, it's so good because I just have like a lot of righteous gay anger and so it's good when that's like validated because I feel like there's kind of like, kind of like a perennial idea in politics that's that's almost definitely been like edited and warped by like oppressors where if we aren't nice about our politics or if we aren't nice about the way that we do our activism, then it's like bad it's not allowed and so it was good for to like write anger that was validated in that way i love that because i i think sometimes we can like tone police ourselves we can kind of step back from what we actually want to say because we don't know how it's going to be received oh yeah that's definitely something that like i personally deal with and i know a lot of people also do Mm-hmm. Now, I'm curious, you created our first audio play, our first audio drama. Did you ever imagine the piece outside of kind of an audio drama format? Yes, I was because like, that's kind of how it went with like I said that there was another one that I was writing alongside this in the beginning. The other one was kind of just like, um, very straightforward, just like a single narrator, like reading what was like reading from a script or reading what was going on. Um, and then when I decided to devote my full attention to garden, I was like, I want to, I want to get into this. Right. I want to like do the most that I can with this, um, both like for its own sake, but also because I wanted to, you know, like dip my toes into the world of sound design and all that kind of stuff. And dip your toes you did. I mean, um, for any listener who didn't realize, uh, Lucy actually did a ton of work on the sound design for Garden. Um, I kind of put things into places. And Lucy, you went in and you brought the piece to life with some awesome ambient noise and some amazing music choices. Oh, thank you so much. I... I'm very grateful for that because I was doing, because while I was editing it, I was doing the thing where I kept flip-flopping back and forth between, yeah, this is good and being like, no, this is the worst thing ever. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. How, how was that process like for, this is probably, you said one of the first opportunities you've had to kind of directly do sound design. How was that process? Uh, well, this was, this was the first. Oh, wow. Because up, up until now, like my editing was limited to like, 
to doing lines for like the other podcasts and just like cutting out a few things, like cutting out stumbles or doing stuff like that. So this is the first time I did like Foley and background music and all that other kind of stuff. And a lot of it was um, just kind of messing around and seeing what fit. I think I Googled one thing and that was like how to import a track. <laughs> and then like from that, <laughs> I was like, okay, I can just mess around and figure out the rest of it. And so I was like, okay, so this is how you like pan audio. This is how you mess with the volume and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so while a lot of the of the editing work was just me like kind of messing around in Audacity until I figured out what worked and what didn't, there are a few people who were kind of indispensable as resources, and those were the people from the podcast Join the Party, which is a very in, which is an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast with an emphasis on inclusivity, and it has like a lot of really good queer rep. So if you like Dungeons and Dragons, then you should definitely check it out. But yeah, but they were very helpful because they're very transparent about like what it takes to make a podcast. And in particular, um, their sound designer, Brandon Grugel, was very helpful because he was kind of who I was turning to to figure out a lot of like the legality of using music in podcasts and stuff like that. And a lot of like the attributions and stuff that would be necessary. Yeah. So I just wanted to give them like their due, give them a shout out. Yeah, do you want to do more sound design as a result of that? Uh, What was your favorite element of that? I liked the moment when like something clicked when I got to and I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is how it should be. Because I was like, because going into this with no experience, I was like, this is going to be the worst thing ever. I don't know what I'm doing. And so when I got those moments where everything worked out nicely, it was it was a good feeling and it was very fulfilling, like like that very like after school special way where it's like you work on something really hard and then when it like turns out well it's like yes this is a very satisfying experience and result mm-hmm. but yeah i won't say this made me want to do it but it definitely solidified my desire to do it cuz like as we said in like your lovely intro thank you again for that i'm working on um a future audio drama and i was already planning on doing it myself Um, both like out of a desire but also kind of necessity because I don't have like the funds to outsource sound design or anything like that and so it's like doing this was really good because it was like oh this is something that I can actually do. Uh, Is there anything you can tell us about this forthcoming audio drama? To stay on brand for me and for this piece it involves witches. Nice! (laughs) Um, It involves witches they're all super gay it's not like a period piece, like or like a I don't know if it's a period piece, but it's not like a period setting the way this was. It's very much urban. It's like urban fantasy witches and stuff like that. And I don't really want to give more away. Yeah, partially because like I just want to give them a taste, and partially because I'm still writing it, so I don't really know what it's gonna be like in the end just yet. Well, I'm sure regardless of what exactly happens with the plot, it's gonna still be as like witchy and queer and empowering as garden um is there something about witches that you find yourself drawn to in your work aside from just like being an awesome aesthetic i think a lot of it comes from okay so i'm trans growing up i didn't have the language for it but i was always drawn to like women characters in media you know naturally and i was always really drawn towards like ones that were i guess like more abrasive Because I think it's kind of like a thing that a lot of even like cis women are like experience where it's like we have to kind of, like you said, tone police ourselves. Right. And so it's always like refreshing and empowering seeing characters, even like characters in media that just don't really have to do that as much. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's like, and there's actually, I'm going to tie this into something I read, but it was talking about how, like, in fairy tales, the women that are like the evil women, like the evil stepmothers, the evil witches, blah, 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 they're always the ones that have self determination. Because it's like the evil queen, she's the evil queen, she can do whatever she wants. Like in Cinderella, the evil stepmother, she's the evil stepmother because she pushed all of like the things that are normally expected of women, like taking care of the home, doing like the housework, things like that on this other character. And so it was very, it's very good like seeing, like having witches, having those women that are in like those, those positions of power and self-determination who aren't like strictly villains. Right. What you're kind of hitting on is like witches might exist in kind of this gray area between what we expect women to behave as and then the villains who are not that but are you know evil and like harm people i mean witches kind of exist in this gray space where they can be a bit of both they can be our protagonists they can be um doing things for the right reasons they can be rejecting what people tell women they have to be or they have to do yeah exactly and like a big thing with me is that like, as someone who's trans, I definitely deal with a lot of that in terms of just, like, being expected to fulfill traditional womanhood. And there's, like, a lot of stuff that I don't really agree with in that regard. And, like, I try and I don't, like, indulge it in my presentation or in my behaviors, but it's still, like, something that I deal both from, a, like, externally and also from an internalized standpoint. Right. So it, it must be really empowering to kind of be able to explore that line, explore kind of how you can push back and be authentic through like witchy fiction. Oh yeah, for sure. And like at the price of the shitty guys who are trying to punish the women for being themselves, then, you know, that's a good time too. Definitely. Well, this has been like a really awesome conversation and I know I'm like already so eager to hear your new upcoming audio drama. Um, and I, I'd love to just continue to follow how you're, how you're doing and what you're up to. Um, how can our listeners follow what you're up to? I'm not like a professional established writer or anything like that. So I don't have a website. So the best way to, you know, get in contact with me or keep up with what I'm doing is just by following my Twitter because I post like pretty much everything interesting that's going on and a lot of stuff that's probably not so interesting on there. (laughs) So or like probably stuff that might be interesting, but I probably shouldn't be putting into the public sphere. (laughs) (laughs) But um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Severely Trans. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lucy, for talking with me. Um, And thank you so much for not only writing a really awesome audio drama, but also doing an amazing job with the sound design. No problem. Thank you for giving me the opportunity and also kind of putting up with me because I feel like I was kind of sending a lot of annoying messages, asking questions, leading up to it. No, you were not. You were amazing to work with. And for any listeners who are interested in podcasting, uh, Lucy is an amazing person to work with. So definitely connect. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you, dear listener, for joining us. Lucille's social media is linked in the episode description, and on our website you can find the full list of Lucille's favorite spooky and cool podcast audio dramas that center marginalized characters, so be sure to check that out. Also, be sure to keep your ears open for our next full episode, Journeys, coming to you on March 27th. Thanks so much. Bye.